Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 14 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Brian Lockhart of the Marvel Timeline... uh, (laughs) You're close. I'm close. (laughs) Marvel Events Timeline Marvel Podcast. Marvel Events Timeline Podcast. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Travis. Know. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> I came close. <laughs> Welcome back. Try. Welcome back. Welcome back, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I'm glad to be back. All right. Great. So Minute 14 begins with Sally explaining her dismay and ends with Sally cordially saying goodbye. So yesterday we had the uh, uh, pinnacle of this movie by having the, the conversation between uh, Harry and Sally about whether men and women can be friends uh, without any sex being involved. And at the end of yesterday's episode, Sally basically says to him, well, you know, that's too bad. So today she continues that thought and explains why she was uh, disappointed. And she says, well, you were the only person that I knew in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, yeah, it is too bad because it's like a built-in friendship. I mean, even if it's like they're not like friends, friends, but it's like uh, you know we can meet for coffee, hang out till we get situated, you know? Right. That's true. But the, just the way that that it plays out here is just really funny, you know, of how she's saying this. Mm-hmm. You know, so just the, you know, you because because you know when you've seen the movie, you when you're watching the movie, th- these two lines come together. With her saying, oh, that's too bad. And then, I mean, it was, it was a great stopping point between minutes. Because then, you know, it starts yeah. here. And now you it, it's actually a little disappointing to hear that that's why she's upset about it. You know, it could be, on the other hand, you know, about, about saying, okay, they're just going to be friends. And she goes, well, that's too bad. You know, you can, you can think in some ways that maybe she's having second thoughts. And maybe she is considering that Harry might be the right person for her. I don't know. But, you know, once once you get the rest of that conversation you know that she's just she's just looking for a friend in new york and it makes it really i don't know i mean are, are, do you think we're supposed to feel bad for her that she doesn't know anybody in new york she's she left college she's going to journalism school in new york and you know she says that she doesn't know anybody she doesn't maybe have a roommate that she's supposed to be going to be joining or uh i don't know any type of family members people it it just sounds very strange that she's going completely uh blind to a place like that yeah she does seem all alone (laughs) like through most of this movie it seems like so um i mean i think maybe we're supposed to feel a little bad for just like or but even him like as well like they're they're the only ones they know in new york as far as we know right right and so we only just get a few seconds of the, you know, this conversation because all she says is, do the only person in New York? And then, you know, we see the two of them for a few seconds and then, you know, the, the shot changes and we get an external shot of uh, the, the New York skyline of 1977, more or less. <laughs> you know, I always find it interesting, you know, watching movies that need to show a timeline, uh, you know, like a, some sort of shot either in the past or in the future. Um, and this was before they had CGI, where with CGI, it's very simple to just paint things in and stuff like that. 
You know, like even looking at this this movie, this movie came out in 1989. So they only need to basically go back 11 years, you know, because from 88 to 77. And, you know, do you think all of these buildings, I, I don't know the answer to this. So it's not a a, a question, you know, it's, it's a question we're throwing out there. Do you think all of these buildings, first of all, looked similar at the in 1977? Or, you know, maybe some of them weren't even built back in 1977. It's possible. I assume they'd probably try to find a spot that looked generic enough, you know, and if you look on the street, you know, they do their best to maybe fill it in with some older cars. Right. I don't know. Right. I'm not even talking about, maybe, I'm, I'm talking just some, from the, from the, yeah. the, the, the shot yeah. of the city, you know, only four seconds into this minute, you know, we get a, uh, a shot over, I guess the Hudson, you know, and, and obviously the one thing that I can make out from there is, um, the the Empire State Building and I think it's the Chrysler Building that I can recognize. But other than that, I can't recognize anything. You know, it's not like Chicago yeah, they, where we where last week we had uh, a few more buildings that we were able to 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 go into to detail about. At least just from a shot of the city itself. You know, and I saw it. I never questioned whether it was eighty seven or seventy seven. Right. No, no, I understand that. <laughs> you know, like, most, in most just, movies, you yeah. don't. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier this week. You know that you have to. You know, take a, you know, when you look at a movie, you you know, as, as my friend Jay said, that what you need to do is you say, okay, in their reality, that's the way the skyline looked in 1977, which it's, it's a great mm -hmm. way to think right. about movies from that perspective, because then you don't get into the whole idea. Well, oh, there's a mistake. So it's not a mistake. It's a mistake in our world. But when, you know, you and I are, are comic book people. So, you know, having multiple, uh, you know, having a multiverse or multiple worlds and stuff like that, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, I, I used to Agreed. love the TV show sliders just for that very fact. You know, did, did you ever watch sliders? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not religiously, but was very aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably would enjoy it based on, based on what I know of you, you would enjoy it. But again, it's not uh groundbreaking, uh, uh, you know, TV, but it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. You know, the idea that, that, you know, when you go into uh, parallel worlds, you know, just slight little things that are different, you know, and stuff like that. So we get a shot of this skyline and uh, then we get some music in the background. Okay. Do you recognize the song? Do you know what it is? Yeah, usually it's a duet between uh, a man and a woman, I thought, um, you know. You say tomato, I say tomato, you know, let's call the whole thing off. I can't, I forget where it came from, but there's a more famous version of them, what we right. hear here. <laughs> That's correct. Okay, An so the song is called Let's Call the yeah. Whole Thing Off. And it was written by uh, the Gershwin Brothers in 1937. And uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers were, were, were dancing to it in the, the movie Shall We Dance. Okay, that's who it was. <laughs> Okay, it was ranked 34 on the AFI's 100 Years and 100 Songs. Okay, and the uh, the line that the song is most famous for is, you like tom tomato, I like tomato. You like potato, I like potato. You know, which shows the, the differences between the pronunciations <laughs> between the British and American English of, of those two words. All right, so the, uh, you know, there are, 
tons of, of versions of this song. Billie Holiday did a version of it. Sam Cooke did a version of it. Ella Fitzgerald did a version of it. Uh, you have a version from with Bing Crosby and Rosemary uh, Clooney, who recorded it in 1960. Uh, this movie on the soundtrack, you have Honey, Harry Connick Jr. also doing it. Uh, Willie Nelson and Cindy Lauper uh, have a version of it from 2016. That is a... Yes, that is true. That is a duel. Uh, But this version that they use at this point in the movie is the one uh, performed by Louis Armstrong. Does a a great job of it. Now, do you you know the, the, the lyrics at all? I mean, just the just the gist of it there, you know, um, potato, 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 you know, and then let's call the whole thing oh, off. Great. Like, All right, that makes sense. That's the makes stuff sense. I know. <laughs> so, if, actually, I want to go back one second. Uh, there's also a, a an episode of The Muppet Show uh, where Sylvester Stallone sings the song while dressed as a Roman gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. Right, so I'm just going to... He's a good he singer. Sing he was in Rhinestone, Rhinestone right? He, he can sing. I thought Dolly Parton did their singing. I yes, hated he did. <laughs> oh, no. Drinkenstein. He, uh, he had uh, a great song remember. at the end. <laughs> right. So here, I'll... Uh... Oh, you'd remember. Well, I, I know I saw it, but you know, it, it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the uh, the lyrics go like this. I'm, I'm going to spare everyone. I'm not going to sing them. I'll just read them along. Uh, Things have come to a pass. Our romance is growing flat for you like this and the other. Well, I go for this and that. Goodness knows what the end will be. Oh, I don't know where I'm at. It looks as if we two will never be one. Something must be done. You say either, I say either. You say neither, I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. You like potato, I like potato. You like tomato, I like tomato. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. But oh... If we call the whole thing off, then we must part. And oh, if we ever part, then that might break my heart. So if you like pajamas and I like pajamas, I'll wear pajamas and give you give up pajamas. For we we know we need each other, so we better call the calling off off. Let's call the whole thing off. You say laughter, I say lofter. You say after, I say after. Laughter, lofter, after, after. Let's call the whole thing off. You say vanilla, I say vanilla. You say sparilla, I say say sparella. Uh, vanilla, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. That doesn't rhyme. Let's call the whole thing off. But oh, if we call the whole thing off, then we must part. And oh, if we ever part, that might break my heart. So if you go with oysters and I go for oysters, I'll order oysters and cancel the oysters. For we know we need each other, so we better call the calling off off. Let's call the whole thing off. So the reason I wanted to read through the whole thing is this song actually has, you know, you can hear a connection between the words of the song and the, you know, this budding relationship between Harry and Sally. Well, yeah, because, yeah, like there's there's a couple things because it sets up the rest of the movie, but also what's happening in the scene right now. But it's the idea that, 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 you know, you have two people that have so much not in common. Okay, and the, the song starts off by saying, you know, the differences between all, between these people, but it reaches a point where it says, okay, you know what? I'm going to give up 
you know, acting the way that I want to act because I'd rather be with you. Right, right. Which which goes into the the larger theme of the movie. But I also like how we're they're parting ways or going to here right. in a minute. We'll get to, and so they're calling it holding off. <laughs> you know, so there's a little bit of right. like that's right current and so future. I I think that they just it's, it was a great choice of a song to put in there. You know, and then we get a shot of the car entering New York. It's uh, on the George Washington Bridge. Are, are you familiar with the George Washington Bridge? Oh, yes. The Green Goblin threw Gwen Stacy off of that. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, double-decker suspension bridge that spans the Hudson River, uh, connecting Fort Lee, New Jersey with Manhattan. Obviously, the bridge is named after George Washington. <laughs> Uh, who was the first president of the United States. It is considered one of the world's busiest motor vehicle bridges because it carries over 103 million vehicles a year, which is just an amazing number to think about. You know, it was it was originally known as the Fort Lee Bridge or the Hudson River Bridge during construction, and in the end they decided to, to call it the George Washington Bridge, but a lot of people just refer to it as the GW or the GWB. Or sometimes even the George, mm. you know, and uh, they originally uh, proposed making this bridge in uh, 1906, but they only started construction on it in 1927. Uh, sorry, they only agreed to, to to build it in 1925. In 1927, they they started construction, and they they finished it in 1931. You know, so that, that's a very long period of time. That's 25 years from when they decided to to build this bridge, or when the the first inklings of making the bridge. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's there's a whole long history about this thing. One of the the the, the important things about the the bridge is is that they have a uh, a f- American flag that has been uh, flying on the bridge. Okay, it started in 1947. And it is the world's largest free-flying American flag that is 90 feet long, 27 meters by 60 feet, and weighs 450 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So they they used to manually put it up for national holidays. And after the bicentennial in uh, 76, they created a mechanical hoisting system in order to, to, to lift it up. And it's actually now stored on the bridge itself. It wasn't stored in the bridge. It used to be stored in someone's garage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they, and they usually put it up on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, President's Day, Memorial Day, Flag Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Columbus Day, and Veterans Day. Nice. Um, since t- 2006, it's also been flown on September 11th. Uh, nice. Obviously... You know, honoring honoring those lost on uh, on that day. So yeah, that uh, I actually was on the George Washington Bridge not, uh, just a few months ago when when I was traveling to New York. I had to, you know, when when I was in the states, I went over the George Washington twice, once in each direction. And the reason I only did that once in each direction was because of the next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, it costs money to 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 get over the. To, <laughs> <laughs> to get over the bridge. Okay, they only charge you uh going eastbound. Okay, do you know how much it costs today? 
No, no, okay. no idea. You, okay, well, when when the um, when the bridge was first erected in in 1931, it cost 50 cents to travel in each direction, and that was between 1931 and 1970. In 1970, they changed it that you only have to pay one direction. You only pay going into the city, but you don't have to pay going if you're leaving the city. All right. I guess you know you think. <laughs> I, I, you know, people people say a lot of things about New York, but I guess you have to pay in order to get out. No, sorry, you have to pay to get in, not to get out. <laughs> right. So in 1970, it started at a dollar, and I'm not going to tell you what years, but I'll just tell you increments. It went from a dollar to 150 to two dollars, three, four, six, eight, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and as uh, ever since January 5th, 2020. Um, it has been sixteen dollars to to get into New York via the the George Washington Bridge. That is insane. Completely, completely. Like I said, I only went I only went through there to get to the airport <laughs> because I didn't want to. Because I was saying sixteen bucks just to get on the uh, just to get into New York is just crazy. You know. Um, and then the 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 shot changes after they're on the George Washington Bridge, and. You know, we, we see them, you know, entering Manhattan, which uh, is great. I mean, first of all, it's a great aerial shot of, of them on the bridge. There's no question about that. They get into the city itself, you know, and then uh, it shows up at the uh, Washington Arch. Okay, the Washington Square Arch. Okay, it is a marble memorial arch in Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village which is uh, in Lower Manhattan. It was designed in 1891, and it commemorates the centennial of George Washington's uh, inauguration in 1789. And uh, it forms the southern terminus of Fifth Avenue. This is the, the, the you know bottom part of, of Fifth Avenue. Now, something that I saw that was really interesting is, is you see a shot of the World Trade Center through the arches. You, know, you see both, both yeah, of the, the buildings. But uh, what's ironic here is this goes back to what we were saying earlier about the, the shot of of the skyline and stuff like that. The World Trade Center didn't have that antenna until 1979. So <laughs> in 1977, they in our world, there's no uh, antenna there. But in their world, apparently there is. Yeah, they, they got it a little yeah. early. <laughs> So the, uh, the, you know, the car stops and uh, Harry gets out and we get to see, you know, he, he walks around the car and first of all, he, he like stretches his body out, which is great. You know, I, that, that seems to me like a Billy, a Billy Crystal touch, you know, saying, OK, he's just driven three hours in the passenger seat or whatever, however long it was, you know, and he's, uh, you know stretching out his back then he goes to the to the back of the car and he pulls out his three items did you notice what his three items are we we talked about this two weeks ago but you know i wonder if you noticed what what the three items harry has taken on his journey well they're basically one's like a laundry bag one's a duffel bag mm -hmm. like a sea bag yeah. almost like you know from the mm -hmm. military and a baseball correct. bat which the bait the baseball bat's got to be a Billy Crystal thing too. You know what? I was I, I, we were debating this a few weeks ago about whether it's a Billy Crystal thing, but it could also be a Rob Reiner thing, because you know, mm. in a few good men, 
the the baseball bat is very important. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's and true. and uh, uh, you have baseball bats in Stand By Me. Um, you yeah. you almost have a baseball bat in Misery, but that's uh, but but that's <laughs> a sledgehammer instead. You know, so who knows? <laughs> but what's really cool is is that when you see him take out these items from the back of the car, you can see more of Sally's luggage, which you couldn't see beforehand. Okay, we see that she has like a a box with some plants in it. There are two suitcases, and there's what looks like a guitar on the right-hand side, you know, like a guitar case. Yeah, yeah, some sort of musical instrument <laughs> that's it shaped like a it guitar be, or cello or never, something like in, that. Throughout the movie, we never see Sally playing any type of instrument. So I just find it really interesting that they that they, they allow us to see something like this at this point. You know, it works really well. And then the two of them start mm. uh, saying saying goodbyes to, to one another. Harry goes, thanks for the ride. Yep. It was interesting. Interesting is always a great, uh, you know, way to describe something. Because <laughs> it basically, you know, <laughs> you know, interesting is not, I mean, it goes back to Plane Shades Automobiles where they mentioned interesting. You know, the, the same way, actually. You know, eh, that's right. When Neil says that to, to, to Dell, he goes, it was interesting. And then Dell goes, is that is that some sort of code for asshole? I think that's what it meant. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> don't remember exactly what that was. That was two seasons ago. Who remembers every single word that, that was said then? <laughs> now, one of the the, the, the the cool things also is is that when when the two of them are standing there, you can see that she has a sticker on the back of the car. Did did you notice that there's like a sticker there? Yeah. Yeah. University of Chicago looks, it almost looks like a rainbow, yes. but I can't really tell. Exactly. So one of the things, I mean, two weeks ago, we talked about the University of Chicago. And one of the things that I forgot to mention, and I had this written down my notes and I, I didn't mention that. And now gives me the perfect opportunity is that, okay. What famous movie character is an alumni of the University of Chicago? You have any clue? Oh, no, no clue. Okay, he studied under Professor Ravenwood. Does that help you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones. That's right. Professor Jones. That's right. Dr. Jones. That's right. He says Jones. He says in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, that uh, it's mentioned that, that, that he studied under Ravenwood at the University of Chicago. So, ah, all right. Yeah, so I just thought that was uh, very interesting. We, we talked two weeks ago, we talked about all of these different people who who uh, are alumni, but but I had forgotten to mention that Indiana Jones is an alumni. And I wonder if that's in the same world as when Harry met Sally or not. You never know. Could be. <laughs> that's that's where all those subtle differences happen, you know, with the world. That's right. The, the, the multiverse. <laughs> the Indiana Jones uh, slash Harry met Sally multiverse. <laughs> uh, who knows? And, and then the two of them act very awkward at this point, you know, and the funny thing is, is that the conversation, the awkward conversation that they had took place hours ago, you know, but, the, but neither of them. And, and again, they've, uh, well, Sally is still driving. So this is again, either within three hours, which I'm assuming it's not, or this is like six hours later, you know, she's driving. So they've, they've yeah. had time to, to let you know this this out there atmosphere be there but it doesn't uh you know it it still is very awkward for the two of them and they don't know how to actually even say goodbye to another 
you know, they, yeah, because they're not friends. Right. <laughs> so, like, how do you say goodbye? You say, right. To somebody you're probably never going to see that's again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Harry goes, well, <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> so he goes, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a nice life. <laughs> and as they're doing that, you know, they, the two of them are awkwardly looking at one another. And then they decide to just quickly shake hands. And then Sally, like, lifts up her hand, like, to, to sort of, like, wave goodbye to him type of thing. And it's great. The, you know, the, the little wave. And then Harry picks up his stuff and uh, starts walking away. And, you know, so even despite everything that, that, that has happened, you know, they, they still are both cordial and uh, you know, politely saying goodbye to one another. Right. You know, even if Sally is standing by the car as he's walking away, you know, that that's when she says to him, you know, uh, uh, you know, have a nice life. Which out of context would sound really, really strange because have a nice life. When you say that somebody isn't necessarily a nice thing to say. <laughs> but but here here apparently it is. So that that works. Yeah, I think she means yeah. it. <laughs> like, seriously, we're not, I'm not seeing you again, but exactly. take care. No, but she was disappointed before that, uh, you know, she won't have anybody in New York, in uh, New York that she knows. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about this minute, Brian? No, I'm good. All right. So, uh, the script is, once again, very succinct. There isn't much uh, difference between the script and the final cut. You know, it has the descriptive aspect of it, of where they are each time. You know, it says the car comes over the George Washington Bridge. It's a gorgeous day. And then downtown near Washington Square, the car pulls up and Harry hops out grabbing his stuff. You know, that type of thing. But the, the dialogue is exactly the same. And then it says at the end, Harry, uh, sorry, Sally nods. Harry nods in awkward moment. Sally holds out her hand. They shake. And then Sally says to him, well, oh, have a nice life. <laughs> so then, then it says, uh, you know, and that's the way the, the minute basically ends from, from the perspective of the script also. So every Thursday we have uh, yet another edition of Off the Beaten Track uh, Dating Courting Edition, you know, where my guests will give a little story, anecdote, adventure, misadventure, something that happened to them over the course of life that is somehow related to either dating or courting. So Brian, you have another story for us? I do actually. Um, I, I guess, uh, the, you know, the penultimate of, uh, courting would be when you propose to somebody. So yes, I was, uh, when I decided I was going to propose to my wife, um, we were, we went on a trip to Charleston, South Carolina, and, uh, I had made the decision I was going to propose down there because we both like that place and it's pretty cool and a lot of history. And I was trying to figure out where am I going to do this though? You know, so we went out to a nice restaurant. I'm like, well, that's a little cl cliche if I do it there. Right. So like I got this brilliant idea. I'm like Battery Park. If we go down to Battery Park near Rainbow Row, which is I got all the colorful houses. That's the battery. Yeah, no, That's the park. They have like uh, like a gazebo and a bunch of cannons out there that overlooks Fort Sumner, which, is, you know, kicked off <laughs> the uh, Civil War. So I'm like, oh, how yes. romantic is that? Right. But I'm like, no, we're going to go down to Rainbow Row. Or, you know, to Battery Park. So, I, you know, I kind of mapped it out in my head, you know, because we'd already been walking around there, you know, a bunch. And I'm like, all right, we're going to just head straight down to the park from, you know, the restaurant. 
Well, what I didn't realize is the row we were going down was where legitimate people lived, you know, the, these old homes. So during the night, and it was dark, you know, it was, it was pitch black, um, you know, there's not a lot of lights on there. There's no tourists. There's no tours going by, no carriage rides, nothing. So, And I didn't realize just how far of a walk it was. So, like, the further we kept going, the more we're like, should we even be out here? Like, there's nobody out here. <laughs> and you and you're oh, wow. like there's all these um there's there's very little room to walk where there's some you know little alleys between some of these homes and stuff or like is this you know like you know if 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 anything if we were, were ever going to get mugged it would have been here you know <laughs> so i but i kept going no 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 it's fine it's fine but even i was i was like i was getting a little nervous about like should I be taking her out this like this far? And but we finally made it to the park, and and the park was luckily mostly empty. So uh, went up, and I was like, I found the perfect spot. There was a nice gazebo there, and went up to the gazebo, and and uh, went ahead and proposed, and everything went well. <laughs> and that's uh, so, good. So we're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's maybe not go back the way we we came. Let's shoot over this way towards the water. Got to the water, and it was like that's where all the lights were, all the people were, all the tourists, all the. <laughs> All the uh, they were like, okay, good. This is the this is where we need to go when we walk back. Let's take the <laughs> let's take the nice scenic route back with uh, with the rest of the people, so we're not you know we're not getting mugged in the middle of the night. Um, but that that was uh that's my story. Well, that that would have been an eventful story if you got mugged. No uh, kidding. Yeah. During the night. Yeah, it was kind of funny <laughs> to us because like thinking back on it, because it was like, nah, it's fine. We're fine. We're totally fine. But I'm like in the back of my mind going. I don't know if we're fine, <laughs> but it turned out to be fine. So, right. Okay, great. So you want to once again, tell people uh, how they can find uh, Brian Lockhart. Where would they find Brian Lockhart? Yeah. Uh, check out Marvel events, timeline podcast uh, with uh, Travis Bow. We just review Marvel comics starting at the beginning uh, here. Uh, Namor, the Submariner was in, in Wakanda forever. So uh, we've talked about him quite a bit in the comics. So go, go, Go learn about his comic origins from us at Marvel Events Timeline Podcast. All right. Great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. And finding me is very, very simple. All you do is go to my website, movierobminutes.com, or you can find me on Facebook, or you can find me on Twitter. So, Brian, you, you feel like coming back again tomorrow and may, maybe we'll have a little story about uh, people that will we'll never forget one another. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. I, I'm not ready to tell you to have a nice life yet, so I'll be back tomorrow. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.